And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Hide your eyes as he finishes chewing. Uh, <laughs> and I want to remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. Also, it, go to Rumble, uh, which President Trump is now using as his main platform. So there you are. We're ground up, bottom level, where we are. We're, 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 we're aligned with greatness. And I want to thank everybody for the really extraordinarily kind words people left on our reviews on our Apple podcast. Gary saw them today. And uh, it was really kind. It was really nice. And uh, so I want to thank you, Rob, for all your contributions. Uh, I know you don't have much else to do, but still, thank you nonetheless. And of course, I want to thank everybody that follows and listens to the show. But I want to welcome regular contributor from the simplelifenow.com. Thank All you. men want to be with him. Women want to be like him. Wait, 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 wait. You got your questions, Joe, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gary. Holland. How are you tonight, Gary? Great, great. I'm just glad that I got the men cornered, so that works. Uh, that's the market I want. <laughs> and, of course, the number one conservative radio talk show host in all of Indianapolis. Also, the one of the best handicappers in America. Not handicapped, but handicappers. From 93.1 WIBC, bam, the president of conservative talk radio, Robbie Kendall. This is the third, the third radio slash podcast program I've done today, and I'm still going to give maximum effort for you, Ben Stein. God and, bless you. God and, bless you, Rob. God bless you all. And of course, by the way, listen, uh, go to Rob, Rob's podcast, on uh, which is his show and on Apple, and go to Gary's. And it takes two seconds to leave a good review. It just takes two seconds of your time. Just do it in between masticating and just write a nice review. I did. I was Grandmaster Jew under Gary Collins. <laughs> and of course, this show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, husband, saint, sinner. Lover, father, grandfather, mathematician, statistician, former shoe salesman, economist, but most importantly, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I have not touched a surgical piece of equipment or piece of surgical equipment in months, and yet I am still doing brain transfers, brain transplants, taking them from retired or fired patients in mental hospitals and putting them in members of the house Democratic caucus. <laughs> Thank you. And for everybody that's listening and maybe watching later on, Ben's new haircut is brilliant. And I want to thank everybody that joins the show in the Rumble Ranch, like people like John from Kenosha, Brady, Free Beacon, Minister Mike, and all the people that will be catching us. I, it's greatly appreciated. Tonight's name of the episode is Go Woke, Go Broke. And um, I don't understand that. You'll have to explain that to me. Well, think about our woke policies as we discussed in our country, right? Wokeism. Uh, well, we I think you should explain to the wonderful men and women and non-binaries who are watching the show or listening to it what wokeism is. Well, there's plenty. There's a, a bunch of different forms of it, Ben. It could be financially. It could be socially. You could be socially woke and refer to people in the his or her pronouns and all that other wonderful th stuff. But also, uh, you could be woke in the sense of uh, financial wise by cutting fracking, by uh, by taking away our oil drilling, by joining the Paris well, whatever, wait, wait, or, or cutting off or closing down an extremely important pipeline. Right. That's exactly right. So they went woke 
And now we as a country are facing inflation, Ben, at levels we haven't seen, I believe, since 1974. And a oh, lot of people are going, scary. Scary. a lot of people, Ben, are going to be broke. So there you well, are. No, I, I, it's, Was that a good yeah, definition? I, I'd like, yes, a very good definition. I'd like to point out something that I've mentioned on this show many, many times. I am a lawyer, as we all know. First, I was a lawyer before I became a doctor. And uh, in law, we hold, it is a principle of law that if you do things whose effect can be reasonably foretold, even if you did not have a manifest intent that they happen, but if it can be reasonably foretold that what you're doing will cause a certain result, you are held to have intended that result. And therefore, I think by his incredibly destructive policies about energy production, President Biden and uh, Mr. Harris, as vice president, have uh, caused uh, this inflation intentionally and with malice. Okay, within one minute, just so people understand, because I think sometimes it needs to be quick. Explain to people what inflation actually is, Ben. Inflation is a consistent... Uh, price and the price price of goods and services and it's it's not a problem if it's at a rate that the public is used to or is accustomed to but it's a problem if it's going up at a rate that is uh, disturbing or new or uh, that we're unused to and that's the that's the problem i mean we now have a situation where it's going up at a rate which is dramatically higher than the rate it was going up under mr trump and uh, that's uh, a real shock, and it's especially true in the energy sector, uh, and almost all Americans consume energy one way or another. Perfectly said. Uh, Rob Kendall, go woke, go broke. It pretty much, uh, everything they, these people seem to touch has affected us in so many ways, fiscally, socially, culturally, safety-wise, but especially with this inflation thing, Rob, and you live in Indianapolis. You, you live in Indianapolis, where gas prices have hit an all-time an all-time high. But and probably I, very cheap compared to what they are where you and I are, Judah. I, I don't know, Rob. How much is gas by you? Uh anywhere from two ninety-nine to three oh nine. I saw it. Today. Oh, you're getting that's half the price it is at the gas station near my house. It's literally half the price. But it's gone up a dollar thirty-seven, right, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it was anywhere from two to two fifteen this time last year. So, I mean, it's you know a third higher than what it was a year ago. Uh, but in fairness, Ben, you live in a modest home, so a modest you know, you, home, and that is a problem. You 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 deflate you deflect any of those energy prices with the price of your uh, a modest home that you have to pay uh, a mortgage on. So it all it all balances out in the end. Very true. That, that, Very true. Well but, put. But, but but getting back to this, uh, Gary, I know you, you you had an issue with Best Buy today. And, oh, uh, I want to hear about this. I can't wait to hear about this. Wait, before we do, Jeff, would you turn down the uh, heat? It's too fucking hot in here. Okay, and he's wearing a 10-pound jacket. His jacket, literally, I'm not kidding, we've gone on a scale with it. His jacket with every Ben Stein's jacket with everything he has in it, Gary, weighs ten pounds. You could lift weight. You could build arm strength by just flexing Ben's jacket. But tell us about your Best Buy experience, Gary. Oh, it's just another. As me and Ben talked about uh, customer service the other night. Was it last night? Is dead. Uh, I was doing a price match because the TV I just bought for my new house went down. So I bought it at Best Buy. They have a price match. So if it goes down a certain period of time, they got to give me the goddamn money back. Well, I get online and I'm talking to this idiot and I 
show them where I saw it, which I didn't realize it was on sale on Best Buy for the same price too. So it gets worse. So I saw it on Crutchfield because I like Crutchfield. I usually buy stuff that I order. If I want a golden person, I go to Best Buy. And I send him the link and she goes, well, that's a third party thing. And it says right there, crutchfield.com and amazon.com are all participants in the price. I'm looking right at it on their website. It's disturbing. And she goes, it's third party. I can't, I can't do anything about it. Not realizing that they had the same price on Best Buy as well of the same TV. So they would be the money no matter what. 30 minutes later, I literally call the number instead of doing the online chat. The guy does it on the phone call before I get off the online chat with her and he figures it out. She couldn't even find my receipt. It's all online. <laughs> and I just, at the end, I'm just like, oh my God, this, are, we are doomed in this country. We are so stupid. I mean, I could, this couldn't have been any easier. And she kept saying, well, crutchfields.com, it's a third, I'm all, I actually screenshotted it to her. And she still goes, well, I don't understand. Oh, yeah, I just, I was about to come on. Well, a wonderful story that doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> they do with it. Inflation, <laughs> as inflation as we're discussing it. Thank you well, for sharing. Well, the TV was way more expensive than it should have been, goddammit. It would have been cheaper last year. Th thank you so much. But, Rob, you speak to the, to the common man every day or woman. They call up your station. How are they feeling this crunch, if they are in a crunch? Well, so what the report came out that in year over year, November, November, it was nine and a half, uh, nine point six percent rise Ooh. in prices. That's wow, that is a hell that of a lot. Steep. That, that's that an is a lot. It's that's incredible. Lot. I mean, so you think if you were a person who made fifty thousand dollars a year last year, you'd have to have seen a pay increase increase to fifty five thousand dollars a year just to break even. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a staggering amount and the average person would never be able to keep up with inflation, much less pass it. And, uh, we, uh, we seem to have a total lack of understanding on how economics work from our elected people. we seem to have a total lack of drive to correct the situation from our elected people. And thus I sit here begging for the Portland trailblazers to win this game tonight to cover wait, the cost of inflation. Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I think your bets are like two dollars at a time or four dollars at a time. Not even. He bets like a dollar sixty-two. He I'm bets fighting. <laughs> I'm fighting inflation, Ben. <laughs> but ben, ben, I want to get to something that's being that. that, that I love that, that Rob. Ben, I want I, I, I want I want to get to something quickly because this is something a lot of people don't understand too. A lot of people don't understand when the government spends money, it's our money. They, yeah. they, they really, Ben, I don't think most Americans have this comprehension. And the reason I bring this up is because the, the, the progressives are really pissed off at the, uh, uh, this regime for not uh, continuing with student loan debt forgiveness. And you had AOC, this wacky nut job who owns a very extremely nice car and complaining about, I think it was her $17,000 uh, student loan student debt that should be canceled. And I don't think people understand we're paying for that. This isn't gonna, there isn't enough money to tax the rich to pay for it. It's, it's a wacky thing, Ben. How do we, how do we unteach this stupidity that Gary was referring to? We can't be basically what the progressive so-called I would call them communists in, in thin disguise. Uh, our teaching is we're going to give you something for free. There's a scene 
And I've told you about this many times, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to tell you about it again. There's a scene in Gone with the Wind, and everyone should watch Gone with the Wind over and over and over because it really tells a lot about how America works. Should, should, should they expect the same results if they watch it over and over again? Yes, yes, but it's worth worth hearing those results over and over again. And there's a bunch of freed slaves. We like that. It's great that they're freed. And they're standing around listening to a white con man say to them, not only that, but if you'll vote for me, I'll give every last one of you 40 acres and a mule. And one of the people in the audience says, and a mule? And uh, the point is, people have a very hard time resisting something for nothing. And that's what the Democrats keep promising people. No, you're completely right, Robin. The problem is they're not promising, they're actually doing it. So every people, what people don't realize is, the danger is when we lose the Senate and when we lose things like that, when they when when once you and we know once you give away something, nobody wants to give it back. You bet. No, ma- no matter how dangerous, Rob, you that bet. is for the economy. You bet. You bet. Well, and, and so it's it's interesting last year and into this year, people were all excited about, I think, what was collectively thirty four hundred dollars for the average person, two fourteen hundreds and a six hundred dollar in free money. Well, I mean, if you think about what we talked about with the rise in inflation alone, you lost big time on that person making $50,000 a year. They lost big time to the tune of roughly 16 hundred dollars. Now, couple with the fact that it, there'll be inflation next year and there'll be inflation the year after that, probably. So now you're... No, no, not, not, not probably, Rob. Not I'm trying probably. to be optimistic, Ben. I'm trying to be somewhat wish, optimistic. God bless you for it. But I mean, you're going to be t- before within the next five years, tens of thousands of dollars behind. So that that thirty four or thirty five or whatever it was, how many hundred dollars, ends up costing you tens of thousands of dollars. So, well, it's good. I mean that that's that is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, what what happened? Well, what's and, the and iceberg? The iceberg is that when the pandemic started to strike, Mr. Trump and his friends at the Federal Reserve started to gun the money supply very, very, very fast. And that's probably what they should have done because we were facing what looked like another Great Depression. But after it became clear that the dangers of the pandemic were greatly exaggerated by the media, they should have stopped with the gunning. They're still gunning. And what they're doing is gunning the money supply and having a gigantic drop in interest rates at the same time. So those both contribute to uh, inflation to heighten demand. And then they're also running stupendous government deficits. That also leads to inflation. So everything they're doing leads to inflation. But very specifically, I think all of us on this panel drive. panel doesn't drive a car? Okay. Uh, wait a minute. He's looking like he doesn't know. Rob, do you drive a car? I drive a very small golf cart-esque car, Ben, that gets about 40 miles to the gallon. That's yeah, also how I fight inflation. That's why that's still driving. And anyone who drives has been hurt by closing the pipeline and stopping fracking. Why did they have to do that? What was the utility in doing that? It was supposedly to contribute to stopping global warming. Well, the total amount of uh, effects on global warming was incalculably small. We don't even know if global warming is real. There are an awful lot of people who are pretty smart who think it's a hoax. There are an awful lot of people who think that if there is really global warming, the Chinese who are building one new coal-fired plant every few weeks are the main cause of it. Uh, 
we punish the American consumer to please the American environmentalist nut jobs. And why? Why did we do that? Only, because only we every, went. Because they went. Because they consistently vote Democrat. And because woke. And Gary, I'm actually well, no, that is that you're right. That is a form of wokeism. You're right. That is a and, form and, of wokeism. And Gary, I'm a little shocked. I never could have imagined you buying at Best Buy or at Amazon or any of these places. I well, just I I'm, I'm, I bought at Best Buy. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I, I, I thought of you more like as a country store type guy or building your own television. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No, you know what? Country stores don't don't sell TVs, so I was kind of stuck. No, I'm a normal consumer. If I you, buy if things. You that, can build your own television. I'm going to be really impressed. Yeah, me too. If I could build my own television, <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting here. All right, I'd be hanging out. You'd be building a television. My mansion. Um, no, it, well, think about it. the reason why things are free to Americans. Americans think they're free. Fifty percent don't pay federal state income tax or federal taxes well least, yeah 50 percent of the population it shit all the shit is free they're like yay give me more money i'm gonna have more kids it's perfect and then no, when you look at when you look at what they're doing uh on on the oil side it's pretty simple what they're doing they're they're trying to strangle the consumer so they can get these trillion bazillion dollar budgets passed for green energy and everyone will get all their buddies will get enriched and in the end we'll just buy all of our oil from russia again our enemies and it's ridiculous the game they play is so obvious but america i think it's even more obvious than that my dear friend and colleague gary they think of the oil men and women of course and non-binaries as being all republicans and they are so they want to hurt them they they think of the texas oil men oklahoma oil men the arkansas oil men alaska oil men and women, non, also non-minorities, as being all GOP. And they are. My wife's family has a little tiny, 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 tiny bit of oil, and they're all Republicans. So I guess that, that means that everyone's Republican in the oil business. Well, and so there, so there you are. They, so they want to hurt them. The Democrats want to hurt them. Well, and think about it, too. The reason why mostly Republicans, center-right, are into oil is because most Democrats never have gotten their hands dirty in their life. They're not going to touch any dirty oil. And, and it's amazing to me that that the, the, how they think, though. Well, we're going to make up the difference by getting it to a place that pollutes the earth worse and who's our enemy. How does that right. ever make sense in I know. any I, rational it's, person's it's, it's And the second, and then, then Brazil and then India, <laughs> but we punish the American consumer. And not to mention, by the way, the human rights abuses in those countries oh, yeah. where they where they That's don't a get very, a very good point. But very Rob, good point. Uh, I see you wanted to just jump at the bit. Well, Ben said something, and I'm going to need some clarification. You said your wife's family has a tiny bit of no, oil. He, he means tiny. I really do. Is that like a, the modest home you live in? I'm not going to talk about it. I shouldn't have even brought it up. I shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> Rob, you always got to take it. You always got to take it one step further. And Ben, last thing on this, I just want to ask you one quick question because no, this no, is, I like. I think we could get. No, no, no. I want. I just want to take a quick break for a second. But I, uh, I, I wanted to ask you when I said the iceberg, that's what I, what I meant was when we hit it. What it? What does that look like? It looks like you guys are all too young to remember this. 
like 74, 75, 73, when prices were rising astronomically and interest rates were 21%, a mortgage in uh, the late 70s was often 20%. So uh, it's gonna be, a if, if it gets anywhere near there, it's gonna be a different world for real estate. And uh, amazingly, by the way, a lot of people still bought houses with that interest rate. But anyway, uh, it's not, gunning the money supply, gunning the deficit, gunning every kind of uh, idiot environmentalist idea, not good. And yeah, Barb. Ben, I have a, an economics question. I got it, into a discussion. Hopefully this has nothing to do with Ben's economics. No, 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 no. It's an actual economics <laughs> question. You can't put these little random tidbits out, Ben, into the ether and then just move on. No, when we talk about printing money, how much money literally gets printed, like physically printed when that happens, That's when the government question. racks up very, debt? Very little, very little, very, very little. A tiny amount of it is actual currency. It's usually a bookkeeping entry at a bank. Huh. Oh, that's very interesting. So that's Almost when they're really fake so, money. So Almost it's not the actual printing money. It's printing in the money. It's, it's just, it's, if, we have, if we have the Judah Friedman First Credit Bank of uh, uh, Los Angeles, they just will move a certain digit or a few digits in a certain column, and then that's their way of printing money. I am really glad, Rob, you asked that question because it's something I think one in 10 people in America, might, or no, one in 100 people in America might know, and we have one of those people here. His name is Ben Stein, because I could guarantee you, no offense to anybody listening to the show, I don't think anybody knew that, so thank you for- Oh, you're very welcome. That- You're very um, welcome. That, you're dearth, very welcome. That, that dearth of knowledge. That, that you're very welcome. You're very welcome. You didn't, you, okay, you, you didn't say uh, comment on me saying dearth, but on I that know, note, I, I didn't want, did not want you to say thank you, Mr. Lovett. On that note, I don't want to thank everybody that's been listening to the world according to Ben Stein. I am reading your chats, Brady, and I see that I guess you somebody called up today and said the only reason they're keeping their cable is because of CNN. So, Brady, you met one of the only people what? in America that's keeping their cable because of CNN. Wow. Uh, oh, well, and, by the way, can we talk about the least surprising move in the history of television? Which is, which is Chris Wallace going yes, to, yes. no, no, the funniest thing about that is Howard Stern went off on him and said, you went to CNN plus, he didn't even, he's not even going to CNN, he's going to CNN right, right, plus, right, right. where, 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 and, and Howard Stern was going off and saying, who's going to get CNN plus? And he's, and he said, I guess it's the only, you know, because, you know, they rehired Jeffrey Tubin. It's nearly, oh, oh, that's right. It's that's nearly, right. so Chris right. Wallace's thinking is it's nearly impossible to get fired. Okay. But on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to thank everybody that's in the rants. That's going to be listening you just to this win podcast. your bet, Rob? Oh, I'm whooping up. it up for you, Ben. He's doing, he's for doing, you. God bless you, sir. He's doing his Arsenio Hall. And I want to, I want to. I want to remind everybody, keep downloading the podcast. It takes a second. If you could give us that nice review, do the same thing for Gary Collins, simplelifenow.com. It means the world to Gary and Robin, the Mock and Rob show on his podcast. And it means the world to us. It it just take that extra step. It And the reason we push this isn't because we want to, we, we Ben and, you know, those of us who write tend to never read comments. But the truth is when it comes to, um, Apple and the algorithms, the more comments you get, the more reviews you get, it, 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 it helps with the algorithms so they can suppress conservative free speech. 
And on that note, I want to welcome everybody back to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, another piece that caught my eye. And it, we, we have something in Judaism called the Day of Remembrance, Yom HaShoah. And, oh, God, maybe and, you're not going to talk about this. No, we have to talk about this because it's really important. And this this regime has decided to have Please a day not. of this has to have been Joe. No, it's not Ben. And uh, what do you think? I would make up that they're having a day of remembrance on January sixth. I, I, you told it to me in the car on my way out here to my modest house in Malibu, and I, I hoped and prayed you were joking, but apparently you weren't. That's it. That's all you got on this subject. Well, you, why don't you tell us what the, what this is going to be? Because it's it's so horrible. It's just. Uh, I, I can hardly think about it without losing my mind. Okay. Basically, quoting Rob from Jen Psaki, I think there's no question you'll see us commemorate that day. <laughs> I mean, this is like the, this is. Well, I mean, wait, a second, wait, wait a second. So, this is a sign of complete insanity and Bolshevism. You know what it reminds me of? I hate to say this because I do not like to compare anyone to Hitler, and we should not compare people with Hitler unless there's a good reason. But Hitler and his group uh, used to commemorate a certain day when they staged an attempted coup against the uh, Weimar government, and they were they were shot down by the police, and Hitler fled, and uh, later he was sentenced to a very very small jail term. But anyway, uh, and that, and, no, and nothing nothing happened to change the government at all. But once Hitler had taken power through a very clever series of maneuvers. Uh, he commemorated the day of the fake insurrection by taking a Nazi flag and touching it, just touching it with his magic touch. And that was commemorating that day. And this reminds me of that. It's like something magical happened on that day. And what only the only thing that happened was the media made up an event that never happened. Perfectly said, Rob in August. This I hate even saying his name. Biden described the the January sixth riot as he called them as more dangerous than the please, civil please. war. As more dangerous. No, no, than, no, 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 no. I please. As I, more I, dangerous. Yeah, I'm, an old, I'm an old. I'm an old man. Okay, I'm Ben. As more, don't do as more dangerous than the civil war. As he signed the bill awarding Capitol police officers a congressional medal honor. Wait a minute, are you kidding? No. They murdered a woman in cold blood. Yes, I'm not kidding. And this is a quote, Rob. Not even during the Civil War did insurrectionists breach the capital of the United States of America, the citadel of our democracy, Biden said. Not even then, but on January 6th, they did. And obviously, he didn't write this this statement. This is insanity, and it is very, I'm glad you read this, but it is very frightening that we have a person who is actually not just insane, but rabidly insane and ignorant uh, for uh, as president of the United States. It's, 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 it's really, really frightening. It's really frightening that, that this man has become president of the United States. As, as I said to my wife just a few nights ago, we used to have people like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Woodrow Wilson as president, George, General Eisenhower as president of the United States. And now we have Biden, an acknowledged plagiarist, acknowledged by everyone to be the stupidest member of the United States Congress, which is really saying a lot, open taker of bribes to his son. And he is, oh my God. Okay. 
Ben, I agree with your sense. I agree. Of course, I, I know you do. Of course, and and you. and I hate having to talk about these things, Rob. But we have to speak about these things because this is, it's absolutely, uh, Rob. People are locked up. People in I mean, solidarity. It, in solidarity. It, I, I just want to uh, people to understand this in the state of Illinois, in, in, or at least in, in Chicago. They have a mur the, the 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 captured murder rate there is the cases solved robbed is 42 percent okay i, I was surprised, I'm surprised it's that it, but anyways rob getting back to it it, it it it's disgusting and and i don't know what else to say rob well we talked about this at length on the air today and what a disgusting viable horrific person liz cheney is and her family and her daddy with her you mean her, vile not viable so i said vile you said viable well, well he said vile. Uh, it, no, anyway. That's vile. Okay. I love him anyway. I love him anyway. Uh, terror, <laughs> you know, and all the horrific things that that family, along with the Bushes and the McCains and the Romneys, et cetera, have put on this country for her to sit in judgment of anyone is completely disgusting. But the point is the Democrats don't have anything to talk about. They don't have anything to show to the American people and say, look at what we've done for you. Look at how we've enabled your existence to be better, whether it's energy prices or the price of food or the inability to access things or the border or Afghanistan. It's all failure. So there's nothing to talk about. So if you don't have anything to talk about, you have to scare people into saying, well, we suck, but you don't want that again, do you? And the only thing they have to hang their hat on is this January 6th thing, of which no person's been charged with insurrection, but yet we're told it was an insurrection. And there was no sign of it being an insurrection. There was no violence at all, except by a Capitol policeman killing a white American military veteran who was not doing anything dangerous. And Gary, I, I, I bring up this point to you. It's uh, it, 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 when these people speak, and we spoke about this the other day, it's idiotic. I mean, it sounds like it's it's like me saying, you know, I went, you know, when a tree blows, the wind, the branches move south and the birds uh, uh, nestle on them. And uh, and, and somebody saying to me, what the hell are you talking about? Judah? That, made, that absolutely made about? no sense. You're, an, you, you're what are you, an idiot? And that's what I feel like there, there is nobody to question Gary with these people when they make these the most idiotic statements. Well, why well, is it? Why are Republicans question? Because they're a bunch of pussies. That's why. Exactly. One thing I was thinking today, because the Liz Cheney thing kind of threw me a bit. She's always been a dirtbag and her dad, too. But I always thought, why does she hate Trump so much? Why do the Cheneys seem and the Bushes hate Trump so much? And I thought about it and thought about it and I went, I wonder if they're scared of him getting reelected and bringing out some of their dirty laundry. I wonder because they chase him and go after him with a passion that doesn't make a lot of sense unless they think this is going to snap back on them and expose them for the asshole losers they are. That's yeah, all well, I can do. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You, you are telling me that just because they invaded Iraq, I mean, they invaded Afghanistan for no reason whatsoever, that that makes them losers. And Just yeah. kidding. I don't forget Iraq. <laughs> well, you is, know what, can I say something? This is what I want to say about what Gary just said. This is what makes Ben Stein, Ben Stein. He's truly changed his opinion how he views certain people. And he's changed it. And most people... 
and this is and I, and and this is truly Gary Woods, and we we know this. Ben changes his mind. He you know he 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 he's admits when he's wrong. He admits when he's right, which is often. But Gary, I totally get your point. Continue. I know conspiracy, but I just wonder because Liz Cheney. I mean. I, I agree with Rob. I, I think me and him are on the same page. We all agree with Rob. Yeah. These are these are just deadbeats. Liz Cheney's never done anything, anything in her life, anything productive, and she never will. Oh, well, she's non-binary, so there you are. She's a loser. She's a loser. <laughs> and, and the thing is how she switched parties so quickly, because she's not a Republican at all. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, she is a diehard Democrat. She has to be. And I don't know. I just... I hope she loses by the biggest margin in the history of Wyoming. By the way, Gary, we really need to work on your homophobia. It's it's getting a little too much for the wait, show. Wait, who, wait, are you are you homosexual? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I I have not, nor have I ever been a member of the. I'm of, kidding. Of I know what you're saying. Okay, and, and so Ben, getting back to this, it is it is it is an absolute disgrace. It is a. Uh, and it's important that you keep on talking about the one person that was killed, as we've as as we've seen every city in America, really right now being destroyed by crime, and 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 we're witnessing this crime surge that that they can't even they can't even avoid it anymore. They blamed it first on COVID, they blame it on on guns, they blame it on the, the, everything except the real reasons of, of of the crime rate going up, and we got to deal with these January six things. And uh, yeah, Ben. Well, we're not allowed to say what the real reasons are. So um, we all know what they are. Every single person watching the show knows what they are. Every single person in America knows what they are, but we're not allowed to say what they are. So that's, so there you are, there, there's a gigantic blow to the people of the United States under the constitution is that we all know the truth and we're not allowed to say the truth. And I, I'm not allowed to say the truth. I'm, well, I'm, I'm here at my, secure location in a modest in a very modest home and i'm i'm not allowed to say the truth nobody's allowed to say the truth well you but know we actions know the, but we all know the truth all right so Action. rob i'm, I'm, rob, on, I'm curious quick. about sorry go did ahead, you go. guys know that uh minneapolis is actually refunding their police what do you mean they're refunding their police they made a decision to not defund it because they, of, of, they have to, they're putting all the money back in to the police so actions that's great, that's great. action are, uh, tells the story all so, these places now they're realizing, uh oh, this is bad. We might want to fix this. Rob, I'm curious to to you. So you you've brought up that your city has had the worst murder rate in years, right? Ever? Well, they Ever. already got it by De by December. As of December first, they'd already broken the the murder record. So what what do your callers say about it? What do they blame it on? What are you hearing on the phone? And and, and honestly, I'm not saying what you think. What are your callers saying? So it's Why am it's I the only person here not wearing a hat. Yes. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. So it's it's interesting. There's a real issue right now. Uh, it's it's really threefold, but but right now this conversation is centering around this this bail project. It's a national organization, but oh it's God. Oh very God. predominant oh in Indianapolis. Honey, and how get me a hat out of my room, please. They, how they are repeatedly able to get these previously violent offenders back out on the street. And now there are multiple instances where these violent offenders have been let back out on the street and then have gone on to commit other violent 
crimes. And uh, there's a couple of people that are starting to dig into this and no one will step up and take the blame on how this bail project is able to keep getting these people back out on the street. The prosecutor blames the judges. The judges blame back on the prosecutor uh, law. You know, the, the bail project somehow is in there some sort of we don't even know if it's an agreement or an understanding with the judges that nobody else has on how to get people out of jail. And nobody is willing to step up. That That's one thing. Another thing is you've got uh, a mayor who uh, a far left radical leftist mayor who took away crime prevention dollars from proven community organizations who did a great job of policing and getting the murder rate under control because they worked with the previous mayor who was a Republican and they politically punished these people. Um, there's a whole group of issues and they all center around political correctness and appealing to far left radical people and or groups. But, but let me ask you, let me ask you this another way, Rob, you're on the stand right now. And by the way, Minister Mike doesn't like that you're wearing a hat, Ben. He says he loves your head. Uh, Rob, as far as their comments on, obviously there's a racial discrepancy. Do your callers bring this up to you on the air? I don't think it's a, what, what do you mean by racial discrepancy? We, what we mean is that uh, African-Americans can comprise approximately, very approximately, 14% of the population, very approximately, and contribute more than, contri- commit more than half of the violent crimes. Yeah, well, we've talked about that for a long time, that it's like after the riots last year, the city council's response and the mayor's response was to paint Indiana Avenue with Black Lives Matter. I mean, they're not. They did that in Washington, too. You know, the the record violence is is uh, was throughout much of the year, and I assume it still is overwhelmingly African-American and African-American violence. And they don't address the issue, which comes back to what I was talking about earlier with these crime prevention dollars. They have some great nonprofit organizations that had an, a, an incredible track record of being able to police the violence in these neighborhoods, keep it under control. The Indy 10 point coalition was the name of one of the groups, Reverend Charles Harrison, phenomenal guy. He worked very effectively with the previous mayor who was a Republican. So this new mayor came in and said, we're not doing that with you. We don't care about your success. We don't care about your track record because you worked with Republicans you did the thing you were actually supposed to do, which is police violence, regardless of who's in power. Perfectly said, Rob Kendall and Gary Collins. Uh, I, I, I want to get to Ben's opinion on this, but Gary Collins, I grew up in Brooklyn. I, everybody knows I, I grew up in New York. I grew up pre Giuliani and I grew up Giuliani. And then a little and, and so, so before when I was a kid, there was very big lack of policing in Brooklyn. The policing was essentially done by the mob. And when Rudy Giuliani came in, he got rid of the mob, but at the same time, he built policing. And so, so, so there was no vacuum that was left that neighborhoods were unsafe. Once you, and once you cast, as we've discussed, once you castrate the police and you don't no longer have the mafia or the mob to protect areas, this is where we're at, Gary. Because you think, I mean, I mean just you, if anybody thinks that New York, if the mob would allow what's going on in New York to be going oh, on, absolutely. if they would have allowed those riots, they have to be out of their freaking minds. Okay. Well, I would. Well, let me ask you a question. How would they have stopped them? I could guarantee. You ever see the movie? There's a great scene in one of my favorite movies. It's called The Bronx Tale. Did you ask a question and you're not paying attention? I am listening. A Bronx Tale. 
I'm listening. A Bronx Tale. Are, are you Somebody fully say, focused on me? I am. I want to. I want to. I want to hear the answer because if this is the answer that I'm expecting, it's not going to be the answer I'm expecting. But go ahead. No, there's a great scene in the movie A Bronx Tale where a bunch of motorcyclists walk into this bar, and they could tell it's 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 the Hell's Angels type people, and and they they start causing a bit of a ruckus and they make a deal one drink. And all of a sudden, these 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 Harley people just you know not Harley people these uh, Hell's Angels people start squirting beer, and the mobster played by Chaz Palminteri goes to the door and locks it, and he says, "Now's you now's you can't leave," and that's exactly what would have happened in, in especially in places like Brooklyn or other places. You want to come here now? Now you can't leave, and that's what the mob would have done, Ben. In my humble opinion. Well, you mean that the mob would have started opening fire on the African-American riots? They would have gone after them with crowbars, with baseball bats, with anything necessary to protect those stores. I don't think they would have. They might have in 1935, but I don't think they would now. Everybody is terrified of the political and media clout of black people. They're terrified. Nobody will dare take them on at all, period. Black people are now essentially running a show. No, no, you asked me. I don't would, think the, the black, No, you asked me. No, 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 done? no. Hold on a second. You asked me what they would have done, meaning in the past. I wasn't saying they would do this in the present, okay? Because nobody would do this in the present because they would end up in prison as opposed, that, to, the, as opposed to the looters who are running right, free. Right, and that's, and that's why I'm out here in my secure location in Malibu. Rob, I see you wanted to jump in. Well, I think it's, it's interesting because the, there were two nights of riots at the end of May, 1st of June last year in Indianapolis. The first night of the riots, we were downtown having dinner, and I started seeing a whole lot of people who looked like they were up to no good potentially walking past the restaurant we were having dinner at. And I told my girlfriend at the time, I said, we got to go. And it was wait, still wait, wait, what, it what do you mean your girlfriend of the time? I was about to ask the same thing. Well, girl, you play, uh, play, uh, now at the time, same yeah. person, same, still same thing. <laughs> but point she is, up to order at the bar, barely, yes. But the point is, I told her, I said, We've got to, we've got, we've got to go. And she said, Why? Because it was still daylight. And I said, We got to go. Oh, well, wait a minute. What does daylight have to do with that? Because you wouldn't expect in the middle of the day or with the, when it's still daylight out that rioters would be approaching downtown of a major <laughs> metropolitan city. And so as we were, we made it out of there about 30 minutes before the riot started in downtown Indianapolis. And at the time when we were leaving, the police still had it under control. They had the circle blocked off. There was no violence whatsoever. What happened then within that 30 minutes to an hour was the mayor's office, not the mayor, because no one knows where our mayor was. A lot of people think he was drunk at the time, but nobody knows where the mayor was, said, let them march. That was the direct order to the police. The police had it under control. They had the large group of people pushed back. There was no violence whatsoever. The mayor's office allowed it to happen. And when you have elected people totally handicapping the police's ability to do their job and protect business, of course, you're going to have absolute calamity and chaos. And that's what's happening all over the country is that we now have a situation where we have a, a large group in the country, African-Americans, one, many of them are wonderful people. Incredibly most, wonderful yes. people. Mo, of course, most, most of, many of them I work with every day. And 
then they have a small minority of them who are violent, uncontrollable, and the politicians protect them. The mayors protect them. The aldermen protect them. The city councils protect them. The police protect them. The prosecutors protect them. So essentially, we have told this small but very bad group of people, do whatever you like. We're not going to punish you because if we do, people are going to say we're racist and we're not going to. So we're going to let you rob and uh, break up the city uh, cities and terrify people. And we are not going to do anything to you because in the past, a long time ago, there were serious racial incidents. We're not going to do that. We're going to now allow you carte blanche to do anything you want. I live in, I won't tell you the address, have a home in Beverly Hills. As we talked about last night, as you and I talked about last night, the police station is about roughly two blocks from my house. There have been serious crimes very close to me. There's another, there's a place I go to for lunch almost every day called the Beverly Hills Hotel. I'm told, I haven't seen it, but there has been, there have been, there has been a violent incident at that hotel, by far the nicest hotel in America, as far as I can see. It's the police. Are, where are the police? Where the hell are the police? They're all afraid of being called racist. That's the crisis that has struck America. Yeah, perfectly said, Gary. And, uh, you know, as I spoke to you about this today. It was really interesting. And to the people that are listening out there, this is really the biggest dilemma. And this is where we've been put into our places that we can't talk about it. We as white people aren't allowed to talk about what well, we well, can see. We are, well, actually, I'm not I saying am, us, am, Ben. I am. I am not saying <laughs> us, okay? How many times do I have to say that to you? Well, um, I, you and I are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're punished. And, hey, you're punished. Gary, I'm putting you on timeout. Um, Gary is too. Gary, but somebody said to me, you know, it, 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 they, after the show last night, they said it, it, it sort of uh, pushed through them the wrong way, they, you know, how we could be speaking about this. And, and then I said, but what do you think about the topics? So she said, and she said to me, well, I agreed with the topics because you were giving statistics. <laughs> and I was like, and, and this is how, this is why we haven't moved the needle at all. And when Ben asks about, you know, where are the Republicans at all this? And, and obviously Rob was speaking about this on his show because people are terrified to be labeled a racist, even if you were simply stating the facts, Gary. Well, as a former and current racist, you know, my opinions don't matter anyway. So for me, I always, and it's interesting you said that because remember my response, well, uh, black people and commentators and journalists talk about white people all the time. They call all me the time. every single day. Yeah, all the time. So they obviously get to do it. Um, but the thing is, I, we need to go back a little bit because I was having a conversation with a friend earlier tonight. Um, and I was talking about the rule of law. I go, if you don't have the rule of law, you have nothing. You're basically cavemen beating each other over the head with sticks. That's what you have because humans cannot self-regulate for some reason. And there's certain humans who definitely can't self-regulate at all. So without the rule of law, you, you have to have it and it has to be equally distributed and it has to be fair, but you can't decide some people get away with certain things and certain people don't. That's not how the rule of law works. The rule of law works is everybody has to be under the same umbrella and that way people know how to behave. Absolutely. And, and we have and to, given and, up no. doing that. We have, we have said to a, a large group of people in this country, because of certain allegations of the, in the, from things that definitely did happen in the past, definitely did happen. And because you have a powerful political block 
uh, and because you have the media totally under your thumb, you can do anything you want. Yes. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, Gary, somebody's curious what your favorite Rush song is. Oh, God. I knew that was going to be the answer. No, no, no. It's a tough one, but probably After Image, which is off of uh, Grace Under Pressure. It's like on the B-side of a B-side of Rush's uh, Rush's first album that didn't get released right away. I'm kidding around Gary. Uh, Gary is, uh, how many shows have you been to? Not many compared to hardcore Rush fans. Probably 20, 25. Yeah, that's nothing. A lot. But, yeah. That's a lot. No, but no, not to, to every not to... tour from 1990 until the end. Ben, Rush fans are like deadheads. They, they've been to like two, 300, 400 shows. Yeah, and again, I want to remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. Even if you're listening to the show on Rumble or watching us on the show on Rumble, please go to Apple, download the show. It's very helpful. Michael, thank you for watching three episodes of The World According to Ben Stein. I, we love to be binged. That is like the ultimate compliment that you binged on us today. And, and we love that people call and say they disagree with us. Yeah. Because if you just call, called in or take, texted in or whatever you did, emailed in and said, we agree with you, we're not doing something right. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, somebody wrote, Ben is a realist, not a racist. Rob, Judah, Gary, all realists. Thank God they didn't say we're all racist. Yeah, okay. Ben's good, but the rest of you racist. <laughs> the, rest of you, the rest of you absolutely suck. You're, you're all a bunch of racist clansmen. And uh, I want to remind everybody, listen to, my, listen to the Rob, Rob show every day with Mock and Rob. It's a really exceptional show from 9 to noon. You won't be disappointed. It's re- funny. It's reverent. Rob is, both of them are extremely talented. And of course, Gary's podcast, the simplelifenow.com. Uh, I encourage everybody to 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 it, listen. What we're trying to do is just cross promote each other and 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 be friends to each other, and that's uh, what this. There's not enough of that sometimes in certain industries. And Ben has taught me uh, always about things. It's you could give. It's okay to give. It's okay to be being a giver is is one of the most important things in the world, and uh, it 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 you sleep better at night. Okay, on that note, I want to welcome everybody back to the wonderful world of Benjamin Jeremy Stein. As we come up, Ben, uh, one more one more Christmas, one more holiday season, uh, they are terrifying people again with this. I, I want to say it like this. Somebody test, t- texted me today. They said that their somebody's grandmother tested positive for COVID like it was a freaking STD. And the reason I say that is because just say that person has COVID. You don't need to say they tested positive. That's very, very good, Judith. Nobody ever that says. Very, Miss Lovett would appreciate that. There's a very good understanding of language. I and thank you. It. And nobody ever says, hey, I tested positive for the flu. No, you had the flu. You got the flu. And and, and, it, and it harkens back to the time where, where, where President Trump had said he thought we were giving too many tests. He thought we were testing too much because when you test too much, of course, you're going to find a ton of people have it, have it. You know, we've learned that this Omicron thing has not been the thing they said it was. We should have trusted the doctors in Africa who deal with Ebola, dengue fever and all of these things, Ben. And they're terrifying. Wait, what is gay fever? What are you talking about? 
<laughs> okay, Ben. Yeah, this goes on a little too far. But getting back to it, Ben, it, it's 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 the stigma that they try to attach this to people so they could fully mask us up and, as you've said, dehumanize. It's it's never ending. I don't see an end in sight, Ben. Unless no, I don't, I don't think it's going to end in sight. These are people who want us to be robots controlled by the Democrat Party. Uh, want us to lose our humanity. We I we don't like it. We're we're not going to put up with it. Uh, I uh, I mean, uh, to me, when I see people driving down the street wearing a mask in a car with the windows down. It's, I think to myself, I'm driving next to a genuinely, a person might, might as well have a neon sign on his car saying I'm in, or her car, saying I'm insane. I mean, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Unless they're an Uber driver, because they're forced to drive. They're, they, oh, they, they, they are forced. But if you're, no, you're completely right. I see people, Rob, driving into my apartment complex in the garage and they have a mask on. And I'm like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Like you're, you're walking your dog out uh, and and in you're wearing a mask. What, uh, what? Yeah, Rob. Well, it's it's fascinating. These you know these policies, especially with a lot of businesses now, people are getting forced to take COVID tests as part of you know these new policies that have been put forth by the president. Even if they're not law, a lot of companies have just gone ahead and implemented them. And as such, I mean, I wonder how many false positives are out there. I mean, we know those tests are littered with them, and how many healthy people who are being forced to take COVID tests are getting false positives and what impact is that having on the economy? Because obviously those people, when they test positive, have got to go into the quarantine process, et cetera. And even if you can test negative the next couple times, what impact is that having on the economy? You see, but again, it's, it's the words you just used. They tested positive for COVID. They tested positive for a virus. Okay, if everybody in America were to go get tested tomorrow for something, they'd be positive of something. Okay, every single person in America, but just so everybody understands this, I'm referring to herpes simplex one. By the age of 80, 80% of Americans will have this. By the age of 80, 80% of all Americans will have herpes simplex one. Just so you, everybody be scared out there that you have something. But Gary, do you get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's these words. Lucky I'm only 77. Thank God. But Gary, these words people use, first of all, how many people are not going to get help for other things? How many people aren't going to get their cancer screenings? How many people aren't aren't doing it's like retreating this like leprosy. And as Ben said, he doubts it's a pandemic. If this is a pandemic, what was the Spanish flu? What was the Black Plague? Many more people died from earlier viruses in the post-war period and have died from COVID. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Obviously we don't want anyone to die from COVID. Well, I was obviously, but we also do not want a climate of fear in the country. I was perusing the CDC's website earlier today because someone was arguing with me that I had my stats wrong. I go, my stats are wrong because they purged information. Um, But I went on there and the most the group that is going with the highest death rate has a 98.2% survival rate. <laughs> so I was, I, I kind of laughed at myself, but then I went, this is insanity too, because when you think about it, none of it makes any sense. And here's something that I have realized today as well. I started thinking about when every person I know who's been vaccinated, but one has gotten COVID 
after being vaccinated. Fun. It's very funny. No, no, it bent to his point. I said that to somebody. We no, have, I, I think, I don't to this point, all. to this point so far this year, we have more COVID uh, deaths and, and, and higher rates of it after everybody's been vaccinated. Now, when we brought this up on YouTube, we got the show canned. Now, I don't care what anybody says. You being a mathematician and a statistician, Ben, if these things were as, 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 as accurate and as helpful as possible, these vaccines, this wouldn't be the case. There's, it, but if it, there, and, if, and if the virus, as I said it was, we'd all be dead. Now, you're, Rob, in your circles, how do you, I mean, I'm really curious about this, you being, you being, you know, an unvaccinated Rob, how do you, how do your friends oh. treat? Uh, Leper. How do you, how do your friends treat you? Uh, I think the people I hang out with, uh, I don't think they care at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I think people know going in what they're getting with me and I've been honest about it, that it's certainly not that I'm an anti-vaxxer and I support anybody getting the vaccine who wants to get it. And I've done research the same way as other people have done research. And as Elon Musk said just the other day, that while he supports the vaccine, he doesn't support vaccine mandates because you can be a genuine and concerned person and a good citizen and come to different conclusions. And we should all respect people's, uh, you know, ability to do that. They treat people who've decided not to be vaccinated like they're the people who don't believe we landed on the moon. I mean, they always try, <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and it's like I, I take it very serious. And there may come a time where I choose to get it once I have certain issues that I feel have been addressed. Right now, I haven't. And and I've put as much thought into it as people who have. And we all should just respect each other and get along. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, my doctor, yeah. I discussed the whole thing with my doctor. We did went through this whole thing. And I even said, should I get the antibody test? And you know what my doctor said? Why? What's the result going to change? And I went, very valid point. Because you're going to be exposed to it one way or another. In two years, if you haven't been exposed to it, you're living in a, under a rock somewhere with cellophane around it because everyone's been exposed to it at this point. And not only that, but the people who are hiding from it, triple, quadruple masking, you know, locking themselves in their cars with the windows up. Guess what's going to happen if you ever decide to live like a normal human being. You're going to get the worst case of COVID ever known because your <laughs> system has never been exposed to it. You're going to get every variant. You're get, yeah, you're, yeah, COVID's going to be the least of your worries now, at that point. And, and Ben, and the reason, you know, and you've, you've called it, you know, extremely dehumanizing, and that's really what, what the socialist, uh, the communist uh, agenda is, is to dehumanize and to, and to take away our faces and just uh, us just be uh, gnomes or whatever to the um, slaves, to the government and uh, to, to them. And I'm really, uh, I'm really, this is, you brought up a point of where are the Republicans, and I still, for the life of me, cannot understand how they don't understand their base. And it, their base is not against vaccinations for the most part. Their base is, I'm against it for myself, but if you want it, go get it. And I don't understand why Republicans can never feel the how their party is is shifting. It's it's maddening. Well, I. I I don't think that the top leadership of the Republican Party gets a lot. I mean, the top leadership of the Republican Party, except for some people like Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan, 
really think they're talking to members of country clubs. I mean, there are not, I'd like to, we really should look up how many members of country clubs there are in the United States. They're not enough to elect a president. <laughs> Perfectly said. And, and, and to Gary's point, he brought up something really that should give everybody hope. There, there are people like Elon Musk, who's a, who's a devout social. He claims to be a socialist, but he's the richest man in the world. And uh, there are people like Joe Rogan. If you and Gary, I think you're the one that brought this. Somebody brought this up to me, uh, where he's, you know, th there are these people that are are being so turned off by wokeism, Ben, and leftism, that they're gonna, they're really shifting. You know, uh, Elon Musk went after um, uh, Elizabeth Warren today. And there, there are people that are starting to really fight because back. he's anti-Indian. Yes, because he, because he, he actually brought the he actually brought that up because she was claiming to know something about economics and she was saying about the rich paying their fair share and he happened to have he he happened to have brought that up. But I think there is a tide. I think the tides are changing, Ben. I really the times I, they are changing. The, the times they are changing. Uh, Rob Kendall. Final thoughts from 93.1 WIBC. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here with all of you again. I feel very bad about Gary and his TV, but Ben's, <laughs> but Ben's haircut looks fabulous, which more than makes up for any grief Gary's had with his television. <laughs> very, very modest TV, though. What, I got, how, 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 uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to ask this without getting laughed at. Uh, what is the size of the television? Modest. <laughs> I it's think funny, you know that, it's funny that comes up because my wifey, the saints of saints, the absolute goddess of goddesses, the finest person on the planet, uh, is planning to get a television that will occupy almost her entire room. And why? Uh, someone who works in our household uh, suggested to her. Well, I won't say who, but a woman who works for her suggested and it's not a woman who's watching the show right now so we don't need to worry about that but it's and, and he's show. not referring to me uh <laughs> it's not code for judah uh and by the way i just really want to thank uh, good charlie M, M Mello, and free beacon and uh uh minister mike and uh brady and all the people that have been Skylark that in, that have been in the chat tonight. Sorry if I missed anybody. And you could join the chat, everybody that's listening to the podcast. You could follow us in the rants and have fun with us during the show. Obviously, we read your rants and we appreciate it. Listen, we're not structure. We're loose. And that's how we like it. And that we like to eat on TV. Yeah, I got to tell you, just so you understand Ben Stein, just... But people don't like to watch people eat on TV. But just, uh, you, know, it, 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 you ever notice you're like watching a show and they always have the dish in front of them and it never gets eaten? It's like always been my biggest gripe. It's like, eat the damn dish. But I called, I, I, I texted Ben at about nine in the morning and <laughs> it was raining in LA, it, but not raining enough that it could end the drought, raining enough to annoy you. And I said to Ben, just be careful walking. And he and, and what, did you, what was your response? Why, why this is I, I live in L, the, the only reason to live in L.A. is because of the sun. Yeah, and, yeah. and I just thought it was like the perfect response. The perfect. I found it. I love L.A. But anyway, right, anyways, we're running out of time. I want to thank everybody that's been listening tonight. Remember, BenStein.substack.com. Thank you for following us. Thank you for li listening to us. And thank you for being loyal to us. It means a lot. Rob Kendall from 93.1 WIBC. Bam! He is the president of Conservative Talk Radio. And of course, Gary Collins from thesimplelifenow.com. With a modest TV. With a modest TV. We'll see you Saturday night. And God willing, Rob, we will see you soon enough. And I want to thank everybody that's been listening tonight. Ben Stein, please take us out.
Oh, I wish I was in the land of cotton. Old times there are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Then I wish I was in Dixie. Away, away, in Dixieland. I'll take my stand to live and die in Dixie. Away, 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 down south in Dixie. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless America. We will see you Thursday night. Peace.